This is the Night Owls Disco Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. And it's World's Week. Worlds. I'm excited. That was you hit it. That was yep. good. The falsetto and man. All right. So okay. here we go. I, you say so. I don't know what falsetto means. I just said it because when you get like your high octave and like you use your I talk like this, like your <laughs> hitting puberty kind of voice. Oh really? I think so. It's like yeah, when you're trying to get octaves above and Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the more you know. <laughs> and that's our show, folks. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe right. I can come up with another zinger for the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we have a mulligan to go over. Yeah. Real quick, let's get right. this. Yep, yep. FAF. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not what it stands for. It stands for flat as farfadnugan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah. I didn't, I've never heard, I don't think oh, I've really? heard that. Yeah. I've, I've I heard know. it a thousand times, but for some reason it just did not come to me. And I wish you would just printed it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know who it was? Mike Harrington was like, hey, FAF, flat ass. And I was like, oh. Oh, because Aust- Austin sent me something and Mike both sent me, Mike DiMatteo. They both were like, uh, yeah, that's what it means. And then Austin said, judges suck. Oh. And he likes Prodigy or Gateway Plus. Was it was it Gateway? No, it was Prodigy. He was a PA threes, I no, think. Uh, no, he threw a lot of Yeah, he was uh, the you're talking the legacy plus. Legacy. He throws yeah, legacy. He just, he just liked the feel he likes the feel of legacy. So he yeah. sent that message to me as well. But you say that, Austin, and calling you out here, you put with PA threes. So nana nana boo boo, stick your head in poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> Judges are better. He has some other discs that are not. Well, legacy. yeah, he has he has a prowler, prowler, the reco, and then the harp. Yeah. So you only have one legacy disc as a putter. So once again, Nana, Nana, Boo Boo. But everything else he has it was pretty much legacy. Yeah, it was pretty much yeah. legacy. Yeah. Anyway, and he'll be happy because legacy is in. So Ooh. we got it. Um, everything's paid for. <laughs> I, I, the check was in the mail. Um, no, everything's all paid for. Everything's good. Discs are in hand, I believe. They were scheduled to be delivered today. And oh, you'd like to think so. Yeah. And if not, <laughs> they'll be there tomorrow or Friday. Who knows? Right. Our postage is so goofy. Like the Aces Fly dies, like the die disc we brought in. Oh, yeah. They're, they were here, but we couldn't get them because for some reason they just dropped them off at the post office. <laughs> So I don't know. UPS does weird. Speaking like working in the postal service, they will just drop stuff off mm-hmm. at the post office without letting anybody know that it's being dropped off at the post office. And then all of a sudden, it's like for pickup next day. Usually, what happens? And we'll get calls from people. They're like, "Hey, it says my package has been delivered," and blah blah blah. I'm like, uh-huh. "No, it's sitting here at the post office for us to drop." But they're like, "Well, why aren't they just delivering it at our house?" And we're like. Hell if we know. <laughs> like they, we don't get a manifest. UPS. Right. UPS, <laughs> not US. And we're like, they don't give us a manifest of what's coming in. It's called like last mile. Mm. And they're supposed to know whether people have mail delivery, like out on the route, uh-huh. or if they're supposed to drop it off at wherever. Yeah. And so and I, no, normally it, it's all fine and dandy. It's no issues whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was just weird. So it sat in a post office and we finally got it. And the same thing with legacy. Like it, we get shipping notifications. It says we'll be here this day. And then like three days later or like two days earlier, you know, it's like, sure. Who knows? Sure. So I don't hold my breath. I just, I roll with it, but legacy should be here. We should be getting it on the, um, Ooh, Jeepers creepers. creepers all right. Yeah. Um, we should be getting on the site here real soon. So, um, and speaking of, if you like what you hear, you like what we're doing, even if you don't, <laughs> doordisc.com is the website. You can do door underscore disc underscore golf is our um, Instagram page. And then night underscore owls underscore pod is the podcast Instagram page. And then we have a YouTube, door disc golf. And the game is about to be stepped up. I noticed you eyed up the box here. Yeah, what's up with that? That's a camera. That's a camera. And camera stuff. See? Camera stuff. So we got a Rebel. So we're going to start DSLR. Yeah. We're going to see what we can do with it. Okay. And we got lapel mics. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that Pinecrest round was so (laughs) fun to watch. Yeah. Not to listen to, but to watch. Um, if you want to, you could probably do your own commentary, just like Mystery Science three, 3,000. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3,000 it. Yeah, I love like, it. Yeah. That would be a great idea, actually. I think that'd be fun. I want to do that over Worlds. 
Yeah. Just like for no reason. I'm excited for the live. The live. The Joe Mm live. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. So, yeah. So go out there, like, support, do your thing. Um, Just keep in mind, we are community focused. We, and this is not just like, we don't talk up door disc golf very often. We just kind of talk crap for the most part. (laughs) But we really are community minded. I mean, we, we push everything to, I mean, just furthering the sport. You know, and furthering our community and even furthering other communities. But we always try to focus on building the community first. Um, of course, we have a shop to run. We have employees to pay, things like that. But outside of that, I mean, it really is disc golf focused. Um, we try to do as much as we can to get back to the sport. So any way you can support us, all you got to do is like, follow, subscribe, whatever those things are. <laughs> Shameless. They're like, follow, and subscribe. There you go. Yeah. That's what they are? <laughs> There's nothing else? <laughs> Okay. I don't know. You're like, whatever those things are. I'm like, well, you literally just said what they are. <laughs> you act like I know what I'm doing. I know. <laughs> Everybody always thinks like, hey, you know what you, you got your stuff together. <laughs> if you only knew. All right. So um, how do you feel about hype? Not hype men, just hype. Like hype about something, hype about a product, hype about. How do you feel about it? Oh, I think it's fun. Uh-huh. All the hype about things. And what's even more fun is when things are hyped up and then they fail. <laughs> you have this weird grin on your face when you said that. Yeah. Do you like look forward to that? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Okay. I, I'm, yeah. Because I, I was watching um, soccer and, you know, I'll, so like tomorrow, today and tomorrow, tomorrow's the transfer deadline day for most major leagues in soccer. So big deal when all these people get oh moved around, so, moved around and blocked okay. and everything. So the big deal is like uh, big signing this year was like Erling Holland for Manchester City from Borussia Dortmund. And there's so much hype surrounding him and everything. But he's got nine goals in five games. So he's like doing awesome. Mm-hmm. Then there's other people who have signed for clubs that aren't doing so hot. So they always get trashed or, you know, talked about pundits or so mm-hmm. it's always fun to have those conversations when it comes to players and things or like, you yeah. know, when trades happen and you're like, people just don't pan out and the hype's like, oh my God, they're so great. And then yeah. it's like, no, they're really not our draft busts or stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? Like Sebastian Telefair, you remember him? Yeah. Yeah. And then he got <laughs> locked up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't know he got locked up, but he yeah, they did that gun whole, charges. Yeah, they did that whole like huge series on him when he yeah. was in high school and yeah. all that stuff. And then he ends up going to Celtics, right? Is that where he, he went, went to? He went to the Timberwolves and then he ended up with Celtics for a while, okay. I believe. Yeah. He and kind he of was bumps just out. absolute garbage. Bounced around and flamed out. Yeah. Like yeah. huge high school prospect mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just never. Yeah. And that was the big choice. Do I play college or go straight to the pros? Play college, go straight yeah. to the pros. He's probably in a cell right now talking with his boy like, should have went to college. Yep. <laughs> Should have went to college. I went, oh, man. Yeah. I forgot if he played a year or not, but I'm pretty sure he jumped straight out of high school. I think he did. I'm pretty yeah. sure he went straight to high school. So, because that was, I think there was a rule you had to play. And then that was when they took the rule. Nah, I don't remember. I can't. I'm just. It was like right after LeBron, point. they introduced the rule where you had to play at least a year. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, so right around 2003, 2004, right around yeah. that area. So it was in that realm where he was. And yeah. So, and for you younger guys, <clears throat> he was an absolute phenom in high school. Like, mm-hmm. just no one stopped him. Nobody. And uh, he, uh, big shining light and got picked up immediately, I think straight out of high school, mm-hmm. from what I remember. And he was one of the last people to do it. Because they were, that was during the times when they were having the discussion whether you had to go to college or not. Mm-hmm. And he went and he just said, look, I can make all this money for mom and family and all that stuff. And then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was about the last you heard of him after he went to the pro. Pretty much. So, but talented dude just never panned out. Um, so that's kind of what we're talking about, hype. So do you think Worlds gets too much hype? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. I think nowadays USDGC is the tournament more people want to win than winning the Worlds. I still think Worlds is a title to get. It is. But didn't, like... Because even Katrina's like, I play better than a two-time world champion. Right. Not lately. Right. 
but. anybody can say that. I right. play better than a two-time world champion, too. Right. <laughs> My record or, just doesn't show it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can say that. Like, Katrina Allen, no, she does not. No. Because when you watch her at Sunset Hills, duff like a four-and-a-half-foot putt. Right. That's not a world champion. You no. know, that's not world champion style. So. Right. Hey. C1X. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, and she, yes, she has form of a champion. She's won two times. You can't yeah, take that away from her. Beautiful. But so when I, when I look at the worlds, the reason why I think it gets just a bit too much hype is because it's just a name. It's just a five-round tournament or nine or however many rounds they're going to put it at right. in any given year. And I think if it had... A pedigree at a course or at a set number of courses. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Of where it has a rotation of courses instead of just who's the next big buyer that's going to pull it in. I think it would have a bit more weight because you're competing at the same courses. You get to see. But it is also, there's no cumulative to this tournament. It's just another tournament. Yeah. Like. Right. So. What makes or it hold it outside of the U.S. <laughs> right? Well, there, there's there's bids for it. Yeah, you know, and that's the process too. That's the bidding process is why it's it's whoever has the most shiny object in the room. You know, that's why it was at Utah. You see, yeah. Stop spending your money on hookers. Uh, and yeah, then you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Sex worker. Oh, sorry. That is, uh, I know, I know. Sorry. You got to be more politically correct, my friend. Jeez. We just lost viewers because of that. <laughs> if we had any viewers. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have viewers. Yeah. Brings me to a good point, though. Mm-hmm. We could go on, like, Instagram Live or Facebook or something sometime. I we know. Could. We, yeah. Yeah, we could. We could go through the Night Owls and then go through, like, Door Disc or something. And I think you only have an hour. So we'd have to, like, okay. stop at one point, like, restart it back up. But mm-hmm. it's something we could... Think about with. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that was kind of the intention of this mm-hmm. too, is that we could potentially start filming ourselves in all of our glory for disc golf purposes. Yeah, <laughs> purposes. Yes, disc golf purposes. Maybe purposes. <laughs> purposes. <laughs> so we could do that, and I like the idea. So with hype, let's get back to this yes. world. Okay. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's anyways. That's what I, I don't know if we need to get back to it. I guess that's all I was thinking about. With I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it does, it's overblown for no reason, just because it has a title on it. Yeah, but you know what? It's at least with disc golf and some individual sports where it's people competing. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, World Series baseball, the World Series. Yes, you have people on teams that are probably from other. You know, other countries, mm-hmm. but you're not competing against anybody else from any other country for the world title or yeah, yeah. calling the basketball, you know, basketball. It's always world champions when you win the NBA championship. You know, mm-hmm. we, America likes to blow the doors off or, oh, sure, sure. You know, whatever, for whatever reason, calling mm-hmm. everybody world champions when we're playing sports sometimes that people haven't even, don't even play outside of America. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know outside of it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. No, I get that. And, you know, with, with disc golf, yeah, we do have a contingent of um, Scandinavian, you yeah. know, players. We have some European players. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and yeah, we have a few, you know, yeah. uh, Japanese or Chinese players. Yep. Or t- he's Taiwanese. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so Asian yep. in that area. So um, when we when we talk about it, yeah, so we call it worlds. That's fine. I, yeah. You know, title, I could care less. I think it's just the fact that it's made to be the pinnacle of our sport, but there's no, like at this point, I think the pro tour finale may be more realistic as far as a point-based cumulative. Yeah. You have to earn your spot in worlds. I think that's, yeah, I think that's part of it. Like the the earning your spot into mm-hmm. it is a is cool. Like for the tour championship, you know, and then the playoffs to get to that point, you know, mm-hmm. how you're seated and everything and working your way. Well, and USDGC has something very similar mm-hmm. as well. And yes, you do have to have a certain amount of points to qualify for the world, like, you know, for Masters and, and AM and AM Nationals right. and Pro Worlds. You have to have a certain number of PDGA points, but that mm-hmm. all you got to do is compete I mean, sure. for the most part. Well, it's um, along these lines too. It's like uh, women's, the throw pink. Uh-huh. It's all this hype, you know, to qualify for throw pink, and it's just an A tier. 
Right, right, anyway, right. There's, it's not a pro tour stop. It's not anything big. It's just mm-hmm. a big A tier that yep. you have to qualify for. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, and they, you know, and they run it. That's their next to USDGC. That's yeah. the women's portion of USDGC. I get why they do it, um, but yeah, like I said, I, I just think it's just overhyped. Yeah, in my opinion, sure. But it holds a lot of weight, and it is what it is. Like I can't argue with. The fact that it is the pinnacle of our sport, it is what it is at this point. But I think if you if you were talk you were talk to a Paul or Page, mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going for six. Like that Absolutely. means something to that. It does. You know, to beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and where do they weigh the goat? You know, you talk about who's the goat, and you always talk about Climo. Mm-hmm. You talk about Lane. You talk about you know Corver. You talk about you know you go on and Bell on. Jenkins, yeah, yeah Jenkins, and and what it's based on. Is our world's victories, mm-hmm. you know, with Paige, we're world's victories. That's what they base it on. Yeah. You know, because you actually look at wins and total money earned, you stats, just go off of stats, true stats. Paul McBeth stands above Climo. Right. But different age, you know, you can make all these different right. things. So yeah. what they hold it to is worlds at this point. How many times have you won worlds? Exactly. No one's going to catch Climo, I don't think, ever. Yeah, it's I lofty. Really that is lofty. It is lofty. So, but. All right, so what'd you buy? Thor, hanger, flipper? I went to the shop and bought a Zenith, James Conrad mm-hmm. Zenith. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool, de- it's a good desk. I was out throwing it quite a bit yesterday. It's in a, what, 11.5.05? Yeah, negative 0.05. 0.05. Uh-huh. And I, we were talking in the shop about it, and we're like, it, it seems like he was trying to kind of make a, a Wraith kind of clone. I can see that. Um, so I did actually go out and throw it with my, I have um, Nathan Queen Glowstar Wraith. Mm-hmm. And they're really similar. Like the Wraith is a minus one for turn. Mm-hmm. So I did get a little more turn out of that Wraith than the the Zenith. But I feel like after you beat the Zenith in, you're going to get that turn, you know, mm-hmm. a little more. Mm-hmm. But it just straight flyer right out of the box. And I actually, like, I hadn't thrown, like, super hard for distance, and I got a hold of one pretty good for me, at mm-hmm. least. But, um, yeah, so that's that's all I bought this week. But I could see it, like, if I work with it, it could probably be pretty good workhorse. Sure, in sure. The bag. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks, it feels comfortable in the hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I'm just trying to stay away from anything that is above that neg one. Like I'm trying to get lower than that at this point because I just can't throw anything right now. Yeah, like, I just I'm having a hard time throwing um, fast stuff. And throw I think your it's Valkyries. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just thinking uh, the turn, a Halo turn. I almost bought from the shop. Um, it was one in Cadence pile, and I almost oh, bought it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I was thinking about buying it, but, you know, I was just like, I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I've never thrown them before, and I was going into that tournament. And then what I did is when I got there, I picked up a wave, threw it directly nice. in my bag. Yeah. Um, and it was a Neutron? Okay. Neutron wave, I think. I yeah. don't, I don't know the plastics yet. Fission's like the base plastic. Uh, no, Fission's the bubbly plastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. there's like... Anyways, this was more okay. like the star type plastic. Yeah, neutron. Yeah, neutron. Neutron. I think. Yep. Yeah, it sounds right. And then um, that's what the zenith is as well. Neutron. Neutron. Plastic. Okay. Yep. yep. So I bought that, and then it was um, I, I threw it straight out of the bag. Never thrown it before, and I was like, "This is a wide open hole. Like, why not?" So sure. I just like I can't really unless I turn and burn and it gets rolls and it cut rolls like into the trees there's really nothing that can hurt me so i just threw it and it was just a beautiful like slight turn good finish like but finish straight and forward mm-hmm. and i i loved it like and i immediately bought two more nice. yeah <laughs> immediately bought two more and I, I bought them in the like the electron plastic which is like champ like the clear stuff right? yeah i think so. and then plasma okay yeah so i bought those three plastics and there is a difference in stability between mm-hmm the neutron and then the electron and plasma. So the electron and plasma are more stable, which is good yeah. because that neutron was quite flippy for me. Okay. I'm not like super flippy, but if I put it on hyzer, it stands up, it rolls over. And if I don't put enough hyzer on it, it will roll over completely. Yeah, I bought so, one of the special edition ones when we had them in the shop a while ago. The fission, so, those are fission. Yeah, right? yeah, with the fission wave. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I'm interested in trying the fission. That could be, I mean, it could be good. It could be a good, 
like I need the disc to go right. Yeah. You know, I need it to kind of finish right. And that fission right. comes in lower, well, not that you want it in lower weights, but it right. does come in lower weights. Yeah. In yep. that plastic. And I've never thrown overmold stuff. I had an insanity. Um, mm-hmm. But that's such a slow, that's a nine. Yeah. Like, so for me getting that up to speed, it's not an issue. But a higher speed driver from MVP or any of the overmold stuff, it does throw different. It does. It does. I don't know if I'm necessarily gaining distance or anything just because of the overmold. Right. But it throws different. Like, you have to put pop on it to get it to fly the way it should. Yeah. Like, when I I bought a Fireball, which is a fairly, it's a pretty overstable disc. It's mm-hmm. like Firebird-ish. It's 9.3. Point oh five. I I don't remember, but it's around that. Mm-hmm. But it was in. It was a really lightweight plastic. I threw it and it dumped so hard. I was like, "Whoa!" I thought it was going to be easy going with a, yeah with the lightweight plastic, but no, it was. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm a I'm a believer. You know, I I've, I've stayed away from MVP or overmold stuff for so long. Except for the Gobi. Remember, we were trying to figure it right. out. Except for the Gobi, that was the only one so I ever threw. I. I dug up my other overmolds, the Gobi. I dug up my Bryce and a Zion. Zion, mm-hmm. yeah. I got. I brought, I brought them with me yesterday, but I didn't throw them. But they don't. It doesn't feel like they have the weight in the rim. It just mm-hmm. still feels like they they just put the overmold over it. Mm-hmm. But it still feels like all the weight is in the flight plate. Right. Well, it's funny. You grab the same weight, like grab the same weight wave compared to a jet, the new jet that came out. Yeah, the streamline. Yep. The streamline jet, which is. They're non-overmold. It's a one-piece. Yep. It is. It feels heavier. Same exact weight. Mm-hmm. You grab the um, the wave, the overmold. Yeah. It feels lighter. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Like holding them side by side, and you're like, "What?" And then you go put them on the scale. Same exact. Weight. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's neat. So, um, so if you're out there, try some MVP. Try some overmold stuff. So, but. Those are all throwers. I threw them all this weekend at the tournament that I did absolutely mediocre at, and um, I'm happy with them. You know, I think I've, I've <laughs> I'm been, happy with throwing these mediocre discs. And <laughs> I didn't get to throw those okay. a lot. <laughs> those I threw very well when I threw them. All right. Um, I was actually really good off the tee. I struggled in the circle again, and then trees ate me alive. Oh, that's a bummer. You know, at so, Sandy Knoll? Uh, no, actually. Well, Sandy Knoll, I didn't play too, too bad at. I played like a nine... 70 rated and then a 935 rated mm-hmm. um uh, something the one in fredonia i can't remember stony creek okay at stony creek i hit every available tree that i could possibly hit missed every line i could possibly hit and i went in there like this is awesome i got comets and emacs i'm all over this <laughs> yeah right like, it was horrible uh. just horrible <laughs> it was like every time i'm like okay don't hit that tree shank I'll hit that tree. like, And I wasn't thinking to myself, don't hit that tree. I'm just like, all right, here's my line. This is what I'm going to do. And right to a tree. Might as well have called you George of the Jungle. Oh, it was Watch out for that tree. It was so bad. <laughs> and I took all these unnecessary OB strokes like for no reason. There's this creek that runs through it, of course, Stony yeah. Creek. And I would find it somehow. Like There was one where the creek wasn't even in play. It's yeah. OB. It wasn't even in play from where I was throwing from. Nicked off a tree, splash. I'm like, oh, come on. Man. Yeah, it was bad. It was like a nine, 907 or 908 round. Like, it was bad. But mm-hmm. I've been doing that, putting a couple good rounds together, bad rounds. So, yeah, so there we go. Um, that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, no, all I right. didn't. Nope. Nope. I thought uh, it went, hmm? Wiggy, wiggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I was thinking about something. Like did I, did I buy something else? But no, I did not buh. buy anything else. I was just thinking about buying something. All oh, right, <laughs> sounds good. I do that all the time. A lot of thinking, a lot of thinking. All right, so here's our preview. So <laughs> now that we've got half the show over with already, <laughs> so um, we are going to talk about worlds and it's full and swing. We're going to talk about some of the side events that have gone on, and then we'll talk about what's happening after day two because we are recording after day two. Um, we have. Uh, yeah, it's a weird spot to be in. It is. It's, it is strange. But yeah. I think with us recording on, ah, oh man, we should get together and record on Sunday. Might be able to if swing that. Yeah. And then we we'll put a bonus episode you, on, how, on Monday. How tired are you going to be working this weekend? Oh, with that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's okay. I get off at three. I'll take a nap. Okay. All right. Cool. We'll see if we, <laughs> so, see if we can swing yeah, that. We close it by three. So I'll be out of there by four. I can take a nap before we record. Um, 
And then we'll talk about the side events, like I said, after day two. We already went through that. And then um, we will talk about the courses, whether they are worlds worthy. There's a lot of talk about that. And then hopefully we'll have a random question, potentially a listener bag analysis. And then we'll get to what our shop updates are. I've already talked about some of those as well. So here we go. Let's get into it. Worlds is in full swing. We are in into the second round. And as of right now, we have Tristan Tanner in first, Aaron Gossage in second, and Calvin Heimberg and Paul Macbeth tied for fourth. If I'm no, first and third, right? Yep. Calvin yep. and Paul are tied for third. Yeah, Calvin and Paul tied for third, and then Tristan and Aaron tied for first. And here we go. We got Trist, oh, excuse me, Kristen Tatar. Um, in first, Ella Hansen right behind her, Missy Gannon in third, and Paige Pierce also tied in fourth. Excuse me. So that would be, yeah, fourth. So Paige Pierce snuck back up there because she wasn't even. She wasn't top 10. She wasn't even top 10 after the first day. <clears throat> so she's back. She's a four. She threw a six under today. Um, and then Tristan Tanner, 13 under today. Yeah, there's something weird. Yesterday I was um, kind of paying attention just to you, Dis, because I wasn't able to watch except for a couple highlights here and there. And at the end of round one, it had them at, on top. And it's like, it said minus 13. I was like, oh, crazy. Okay, at Jones Supreme. Mm -hmm. And then this morning when I looked, it like dropped him down. And it said he was like, I don't know, scores kind of jumped kind of funky when mm -hmm. I was looking on, on Udisc. And I jumped back to the previous day. And it said he had a plus one, but then all of a sudden I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I jumped back to today's score and it said minus 13. I was like, what the heck is going on? So it's something screwy got messed up with yeah. Udisc at one point. But yeah, crazy. He's someone that is perfectly capable of playing this way. Like he has oh, all yeah. the potential in the world, mm -hmm. terrific forehand, mm -hmm. but we just haven't seen it this season. He's been very inconsistent. I think he well, had he's some also been some injuries. Yes. I was going to say he's had some mm -hmm. shoulder yeah stuff going on a little bit yeah and he he wore entirely too tight of clothes as well so <laughs> that really hinders movement a lot. yeah right <laughs> so um i played with and a lot of times with scores it's a little weird so i played with chris um chris heron today uh, this past weekend so it's mp40 he's an older yeah. guy but he's a very good player a 980 plus or 980 rated player so he started out in <clears throat> first after the first round. He started out in 14th out of 14 place. Okay. And he just had a horrible round. Don't know what it was. And he came all the way back into fourth place. Whoa. So, and he was actually in the running for the lead. There was like three guys that were really darn close. Oh, dang. And just so you know, the difference is I was in fourth after the first day and we had I had a plus three, and I think the winner was that, or the person that was in the lead is an egg one. I'm just giving context to the story why I'm telling mm -hmm. you this. And he was like 11 over. So he was way back. Holy cow. Yeah. So the second round, he shot like a three or four under, and that course tore some people apart. I shot a 10 over. <laughs> and then the third day, I think he shot a three or four under as well. On okay. the same course that he shot an 11 over, yeah. he shot a three under. Jeez. And it came all the way back. So at the end, I was the one doing digital score keeping. And I was like, hey, you want me to uh, just wait to submit this till we get to the clubhouse, <laughs> you know, until we get to the <laughs> shop? And he was like, I was just going to ask you that because I want to put some pressure on him because you know everybody's score watching at that point because oh, I think yeah. we were third card back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the two lead cards were behind – or the, the chase card and the lead card were right behind us, of course. And – um. He was like, why don't you hold off and we'll just submit it so they can sweat it a little bit. Because at that point, he was tied for lead and he bogeyed the last hole. Oh, man. <laughs> so I was like, good job. That's smart, you know, to play with it. Like, there's nothing illegal. Like, we want to go confirm because we hadn't confirmed him yeah, either or anything right. like that. So we just walked to the – and it's probably about a 10-minute walk to the – not even 10-minute, maybe two- or three-minute walk to where the um, – where you get internet connection. Sure. And then – we just went over the scores there and just walked off the course, went over the scores there. So it wasn't anything shady or anything, but it was, I was like, that's not a bad idea. If you're trying to play some mental games yeah. with some people, yeah, right. They're like, why isn't the last hole? What did you get on 18? <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, but it was, it was a fun time. Um, so 
that is why I bring up like maybe some of that stuff happens, you know, yeah, right. And that makes sense. Where they kind of hold off some scores and things like that. Well, or if if you're watching live in the last, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the last three holes, they won't actually do it until it's completely done on broadcast. Oh, sure. And they won't update it on you yeah. guys can tell it's done well, on broadcast. Well, because it's weird because they it had said what time he was teeing off and it had his score, but it didn't say what hole he was or if he had finished or anything. It yeah. just kept that that tee time. I was like, did he? It's, it was just super weird. <laughs> like, did he miss or what? Like, I was like, yeah, what the heck's going on? Yeah. But there's some big jumps today, mm-hmm. uh, score-wise. You yeah. know, compared to yesterday, there's a lot of movers and shakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ricky jumped up 45 spots. Yeah, that's Gavin huge. Gavin Bird jumped up 38. Mm-hmm. There's this Randon Landa. I don't know who he's. Well, and they're playing country club today. Country club today. So it's more yeah. wide open. It's the bomber's course. Yep. It's more forgiving. He jumped 66 spots. Jeez. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. But Well, and Brodog's sitting at 25th, tied for 25th right now. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Eagle's like in 10th or something like that. He is. Yeah, he's right. At, uh, I, I saw his name. I mean, he's like yeah, he's tied for 6th. Six. 6th, six, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, and big shout out, Johnny McRae. Heart surgery, comes back, wins his very first tournament back. Now he's throwing aces at Worlds. Yeah. You know, MPO. Like, that was awesome. Come on. Like, Old 12. At, yeah. At uh, Jones. At Jones. Yeah, good for him. So, all right, let's go over some of the side events now. Um, oh, well, no, let's talk about the ladies. So, Kristen yeah. Tatar, obviously. I, Do- I don't have any doubt. So, dominated, dominated Jones. Yeah. Minus 10. Yeah. She was one of, I think, five people to land that the island hole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. first day. And Emporia, I think she put another t- 10 down, didn't she? She, no, she was only minus three today. Oh, so we let some people catch up. Yeah. Okay. So there were, yeah, there's some people. Paige shot a minus six, Misty shot a minus five. Kat jumped big, Katrina Allen, I should say, mm-hmm. jumped big. She jumped 23 spots with a seven down. Lisa Fakus jumped 18 with a six down. So where did Jen Allen suit at that point? Um, because she was doing pretty good, she was. She, she was fourth. She shot a plus one today, so she okay. dropped four spots. She was on. She was on lead card. Yep, and yep. she ended up falling. Okay, falling. all right, but still in the mix. Yeah, exactly. And then it's fun to watch Ellen ha- Ella Hansen. I mean, she's a bomber. Yeah, she can throw so far. She can. Yeah, and then obviously Missy Gannon. I mean, Missy Gannon is so smooth. Like her form is becoming something that is emulatable. You know, mm-hmm. em- em- yeah, yeah, emulatable, that's right. I think that's yep. right. Um, and she said that she was going out to work on her distance. She's starting to, th- I mean, she's always been known as the cannon. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's always been able to throw but, far, but she hasn't been in that top tier of far. And I feel like she's sticking right there with them. I think, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I think she's doing great. So I'm, I, I would, I would not be disappointed to see her win. So, and then the big moves by Paige, you know, Paige moved up, not even in the top 10. Now she's, Tied for four, so yep. good for her. Um, and so let's talk about kind of the world side events. Um, they're not real big news, but hey, let's talk about them. So right. they had, so if you don't know, they have a skill shot challenge. They have a long drive. They have a mini disc <laughs> world champion, and they also have a putting world champion. Mm-hmm. And all those events have gone. They're finished. They're done. Yep. Um, so this year, and they have a mixed doubles worlds. Yep. Um, so the... Winner of mixed doubles was Macy Valadez and Calvin Heimberg as a team. Mm-hmm. And then Madison Walker for the skill shot challenge. Madison Walker and Lauren Lewis. No clue who that is. Okay. And then um, long drive was Ella Hansen. Sorry, my son. It was Ella Hansen. And, oh, and Ella Hansen got it. First time Paige has never won or did not win the world's distance championship when she's competed. Well, I was looking I forgot where I saw it. I don't know if Paige actually competed. Her name was on the list, but I don't know if she Well whether she did or she didn't. Yeah. She didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ella Hansen got it. So um and I think it was something like five sixty. It was far. Yeah, it was far. And, it was, and decent wind. Yeah. Like it wasn't nothing to gawk about. And then Garrett Gerthy won the men's. Yeah, I think he <clears throat> threw like 655, 652, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Like it was a bomb. And to show you that Ella Hansen only threw like 80 feet shorter than him. 
Right. That's impressive. That is. Really impressive. That's really awesome. So, and then uh, the mini disc world champion FPO is Sabre Peterson. Hmm. No clue. And AB took down <laughs> the world champions nice. at mini disc world championship. Did you ever see the video of AB throwing across? Um, it was at the preserve. He took a mini mm-hmm. and he threw across like one of the holes. I forgot what hole. Maybe number five. There's a pond. And he whipped it, whipped a mini like over 300 feet, all Jeez. the way, almost all. I think it fell just short of the hitting the other side. But wow, yeah, water carry with a mini. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I've never been able to throw them. I mean, I always throw them farther than I expect, but I've never tried to just open up on a mini. Yeah. Like I've opened up on junior discs. Oh yeah, like the junior sheriff. I think mm-hmm. you can bomb those things. You can throw them so far. But like I can barely throw a full size disc to 100 feet. Like, <laughs> like I'm super happy to get it over. So, yeah, maybe. Jeez. All right, and then putting world champions is Sarah Gilpin. Way oh, to go, Sarah Gilpin. That's awesome. Um, and then I'm I, Jacob Cernarad. <laughs> maybe it's Jacob. Maybe Jacob. <laughs> maybe. maybe it could be. Yeah, yeah. So, and then as of right now, there are two aces. And Johnny McRae has the one on Supreme Hole 12. And then Tyler Wozniak has um, Emporia Hole 16 at the Country Club. That's cool. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. So um, there you go. And distance for Johnny was 302 and then 324 Tyler. Why is Tyler Wozniak so familiar, the name? I don't know. As I say, that hole that Johnny aced, it's pretty uphill. I mean, it probably plays it quite a bit more. It probably plays like 340. It is, Somewhere yeah. on there. And it was pure hyzer the entire way. Yeah, like, I think he said he threw a rive. Okay. Sounds right. <clears throat> I wish I had the arm to throw a rive. Yeah. Because everybody likes them. <laughs> you just can't throw them. So there you go. Those are all your kind of side events and side hustles that are going on. <clears throat> so we will... Mm-hmm. Uh, We'll try to get back on Sunday so you have another update Monday after Worlds. Mm-hmm. And then we can call each other names and say how bad we did and just talk about the results. Um, and then talk about anything that comes up. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, um, all right, let's talk about the courses. Are they Worlds worthy? There's a huge talk about Worlds worthy courses in mm-hmm. Emporia Country Club and, and Jones Supreme whether or not they are worlds worthy. Hmm. You know, so I think here's what, here's what hap- I think happened. Mm-hmm. Being that DDO was here mm-hmm. and they played the course, they didn't have as much time to play Jones Supreme, you know, mm-hmm. get there and play it. They had a whole, almost a whole week. Right. Like they could just come play Jones. Like they had to wait for country club to go, play that but they could but even country club was open from tuesday to tuesday for practicing it was so that's a long time to get dialed in for a course for Uh for this and it's only two courses yeah only two courses yeah um i will say country club is i like the back nine a whole lot more than i like the front nine i think Mm -hmm. the back nine um it's, it's more interesting but i think the whole difficulty on the back nine has more teeth or even even starting at hole nine the, the hole with the uh, water out on the left-hand side and, like, tight OB with the cart path and everything. Yeah. The one that Donnie did. We, we oh, talked about 16. all this. this is, yeah, that <laughs> hole. Um, I just think from that point on, that mm-hmm. course gets more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some changes. At, um, some of the OB, there was some OB that widened a little bit on one of the holes through the woods. Um, there was a par 4 that turned into, I think it was, downhill par I forgot what hole it was 15 14 uh changed from a par 4 to a par 5 so okay. when I was watching the practice round with Eagle and German um was it Uliberry mm-hmm. had a chance for an eagle like yeah. he threw a roller and then his upshot was like just on top of this little hill like behind the uh the green mm-hmm. and he had an eagle chance so like a very gettable birdie <coughs> or eagle mm-hmm. hole obviously hole 16 is Hole 16. Yeah. Um, it's kind of an ace or die almost. Yeah, know? right. Like, yeah. Um, I think for as difficult as Jones Supreme was, people thought it was going to be, people just kind of figured it out. Yeah. Even, yeah. you know, though they um, lengthened some of the holes and things when they originally put it in. And even and some they of made the, the whole one island 
they put a backdrop on it, so or a, a kind of a little extension of the wall up. Yeah, they did. So you didn't skip off, hit the island and skip off. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, there's just a couple changes. There's some mm-hmm. uh, tea changes at Country Club as well that I think played a little easier mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. Um, that. But I think Country Club is just too open. Okay. I mean, yeah. But I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where. Um, one course kind of it's a little more technical, but the other course is the bomber hole, so you're getting a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But even Jones Supreme is still pretty open. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's park style golf. I mean, it's either way, Kansas. Yeah. Like it's not they don't have mature forests. Right. In windswept Kansas. I True. Mean, <laughs> so, yeah, I you know the 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 conversation about whether courses are worlds worthy or not in my mind always boils down to viewability. In, yeah. For the most part, I mean. Like, sure, you could say that Ledgestone, all the courses at Ledgestone probably play a tick better than, or in my humble opinion, play a tick better than those courses, mm-hmm. I would say. And probably favored by the pros a little more. Yeah. Um, and then have more teeth, test the abilities a bit more, you know, and they have the open. Like, you have the open of Emporia, you have the, um, excuse me, of uh, Eureka, and then you have the really tight technical of Black. Right. So, you know, you, you kind of compare some of those and you would say, okay, that would be, a, but I think people would be pissed off because now you can't watch Worlds live. So that would, they would never get a Worlds bid because of that reason. Sure. And you want to talk about some other ones? Yeah, sure. But I think it just all depends on, like, I guess who the best player is that weekend, how they play. Like, as far as the courses go, I mean, Sure, it's it's open golf style, mm-hmm. but that's the only way you're going to get the crowds. It's the only way you're going to be able to watch full lines and full flights of discs. Mm-hmm. And you know, you go on and on about the the growth of the sport. You want more spectators, and you know, <clears throat> let's say up to what 2018 or 2019, that was all everybody talked about. And then the boom of 2020 happened, and now everybody's like, we need to go back to wooded courses. And like, seriously, like we're going to start, we're going to regress now. So we fought, fought, fought to get these open courses, good cell phone coverage, all this stuff, so you can actually live stream live. Yep. And then we get these. We get exactly what everybody was asking for, right? Vegas, people used to love it. I mean, everybody. And then Memorial, they got rid of it because it was too park style, too closed in. You couldn't, you know, really, they weren't top quality things. Mm-hmm. And so they start kind of making all these changes, and now everybody's like, no, no, we should do the other thing. Right. <laughs> like, And what's happened is that'll probably go on for about five or six years. And then everybody will start going back to those older style yeah. courses. And then you'll have a group of people who are like, no, 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 we should do the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we'll right. have these cycles. So that's why I kind of think, like US, USDGC does, I don't know whether they're going to be or not going to be world's worthy courses because I think they're, they're testing all the skills of every one of the pros. Yeah. And they're, they're hard courses. Like they're playing about average about 10 down right now for yeah. each of the courses for each round. Maybe they're a little soft, but great. You know, I mean, hey, that's what people want to see. But you're, well, you're playing a number. You're not playing a... That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Um, maybe as a showcase, and this being the biggest spectacle for now, mm-hmm. maybe they just want or like, let's show people that people can score low. Right. Like, you sure. know, sure. like the lower the score, the better. You know, like that kind well, of thing. I don't know. Yeah, you think about it. Like, like do you want to go to a football game and watch a 7-14 to 14 Matt, or like, you know, football game? Yeah, right. Or do you want to watch a 35 to 21? Mm-hmm. Of course you want to watch 35 to 21. Like, you don't want to see two defenses battling it out. You want to see the two offenses battling it out. And yeah. I think that's the same thing with, you know, golf. You don't want to see somebody shoot two under. Mm-hmm. You want to see someone shoot 40 under. You know, maybe not 40. Let's <laughs> let's be real. Like, But, you know, like when Tiger was in his heyday, like, you like seeing him into the double digits. Like you right. like love seeing him in like 19, 20. You're like, oh my goodness, this is crazy how, and it didn't matter if you were a golf fan or not. Mm-hmm. Like that was so cool that he was so far under. Yeah. You know, I remember exactly. watching, it was, I don't remember what tournament it was, but it was a pretty big one. He won a jacket in it. And I remember watching the it. Masters. It was, like, <laughs> it was like 21 or 22 under, you know, like. Sure. <laughs> just cra- Everybody was like, this is phenomenal. Like the closest guy was like 13 under or something mm-hmm. like that. So you think about it in that regard. I mean, I think it it, it views better. Um, and whether you're a disc golfer or not a disc golfer, and I let's be real, world is for the disc golfers. Yeah, like, it's not for anybody else. True. Um, 
I think it'll capture some people, but do you want to see people making birdies and eagles and things like that? Because everybody says, yeah, that's so easy. They can do it. Go out there and do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's not that easy, you know? Um, So anyways, I'm going on and on. Like, I think, I think the courses are fine. I don't have any, any issues with the courses. And I think you do have a good variation between the twos, but it's, it's Kansas. Like Mm -hmm. it's as wooded as it can be. And, Omen ish, yeah, yeah. you know, for Kansas, that's probably a fairly wooded course too. Jones, it could be, yeah, yeah. I mean, or Country Club. So, because I think about driving through there, and yeah, there are trees, but nothing really. Like you talk about Peter Pan or stuff like that. Yeah. Like they got trees, but it's still Kansas trees. I feel like I feel like playing at Clovercliff Ranch would be kind of exciting to see. I'm seeing that course. It's really there's a lot a lot of elevation changes, mm-hmm. and there's it's a lot of hard rock because oh, it's this sure, big sure. huge valley. And you go down, and there's a river going through it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, there's a bunch of buffalo chips just everywhere because it's I've a working that. ranch. Okay. Did they did him and Taco go play around there for a little while? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool course. It's mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're out in the open for a while. There is – you get back on the back nine. Stupid fly. And um, <laughs> it, there's wood. You know, you mm-hmm. go in, and there's – a good amount of woods, like I would say six holes or something around there. But it's it's an interesting course. Right. I just don't know if it would feature well as you know, photograph well or beyond. Right, right. But um I wish the other thing too is, you know, they're playing they're flip flopping courses, but anytime it's DDO, they always end up at Country Club Last. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just I feel like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because it's it's Jones, Country Club, Jones, Country, Country Club, Club, Country Club. Club. Is how they're doing it. Yeah. And you think for all the blood and sweat Eric put into Supreme Supreme that he would ask them or ask Doug to finish mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I even though we saw yesterday scores being pretty low. Yeah, I don't think they have as iconic finishing those last three holes. Yeah. Those yeah. holes are fantastic they to are. finish on. Like and they make some separations. They can create stories those last they three can. holes. So I think that's what he's going for. Because you think of, you know, at uh, Jones, like, maybe one of the three is, like, story-worthy. Sure. You know, but outside of that, like, it's not going to really create this big story, really. If you get up to 15 on Jones, I I mean, I can't think there's really much danger after that, right? I mean, well, there's danger, of course, just from playing, but, like, not like... True. Not like Country Club, you know? So, but like you said, the back half of Country Club is... pretty good Mm -hmm. not pretty good it's phenomenal like i would love to play it um one of these days i'll get down there to play (laughs) but yeah i don't know i don't know like there's all this talk about world's worthy course like i think instead of talking about world's worthy courses let's figure out how to operate worlds so there's the hype means something yeah rather than stupid gnat yeah rather than just stupid gnat (laughs) there's this gnat flying around that's bugging us um that, yeah, anyways, so Nats. Uh, oh, we, we should really solve the problem of worlds and giving true hype to what it is, yeah. in my humble opinion. Like, I think we should really focus on how to qualify people for worlds and then also figure out maybe like a three to four course rotation for yeah. worlds and those are the courses you go to. Because then you can start establishing a history of play on those courses mm-hmm. and those courses can dedicate time energy and money to improvements in mm-hmm. making the course fit the play yeah you know in four years that's more than enough time to help the course you know graduate so you know it's brought up a lot eagles crossing yeah i was just gonna bring that up the only couple times i've ever seen eagle crossing absolutely get it out there yeah like there's decent amount of woods water open shots you can still throw far you still have to have touch and control with them like let's get something like that on the world series or world circuit you know when it was first brought up i think he was hoping to put a bid in for next year okay i thought he said the owner said 23 or 24 Mm -hmm. by that time he was hoping to put a bid in for worlds you have to have at least two courses for worlds right i don't know i'm not positive yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure you have to be able to host the size of the world, which right. is, you know, it's fairly large. I think they have 150 MPO, and then I think there's 40 or 50 
FPO. Right. So, I mean, that's 200 plus players. It is. You got to host and the women are course. And the women are getting out super early. Yeah. Well, they got a lot of players they yeah. got to get out because yeah. they're doing the, they're shadowing, uh, not shadowing, they're playing the same course. Yep. The male and the female, same yeah. FPO and MPO are playing the same course. So, um, yeah, because logistically to film, to go across town to Jones and then get over to Country Club to film, like you'd have to have two separate crews or, you know, yeah. like that's just a nightmare. Exactly, exactly. I think they're doing it right. And then this controversy about why are they ending on Saturday? Mm. Like no major should ever end on Saturday. It should always be on Sunday. And then you get the guff about why don't you leave time just in case there's rain delays when right. those things happen. Yeah. And that's exactly why they did it. I mean, I would assume. Sure. Business pride, like you get five days, you still get the whole time, you still get all of your rounds in, you can get the final, and then Sunday is a just in case. Yeah. Like we have, I bet you between those two courses or especially with the country club, they say, hey, if rain, something happens, like we get a delay and we have to cancel around, this is our makeup day. Yeah, I could see that. And why would you not want to have that fail safe in there? Yeah. Like, because nobody's going to want to stay there Monday. Well, maybe for Worlds they will, but for most tournaments they won't. Yeah. So, I don't know. You have anything else to talk about Worlds? No. Because we'll talk Sunday too. Yeah. Not, not anything now. All right. But I, I picked Calvin the other day as my number one. And you did? I, I think I did. Mm-hmm. Or I think so. Uh, no, you didn't. You didn't. Oh, no, Calvin. Ricky. You'd pick Ricky Calvin McMahon, and I picked yeah. Macbeth, Simon, and Brody. By the way, where's Simon? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see his name when I, I went down the list. I don't know. I should have went through and looked. I'm not sure. Well, hopefully he does well. Hopefully. Hopefully. And hopefully the hickey is holding strong on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big old bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of golf left. There's still there three is. rounds from when we're talking. So, And by Friday when you hear this. There'll be Friday's round plus Saturday, Saturday so there'll be yep. two more rounds left still. So it'll be, and there's a cut. There is, yes, correct. Yep. Just for final. No, there's a semi and then a final. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited. So it looks like there's a lot of people, and all the people on my list are actually um, pretty darn close to. Well, I don't know about Simon, but I know Macbeth and Brody are both in the cut as of right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. All right. Uh, do you want to go to listener bag or random question? We are. Almost an hour in. Holy balls. We want to hold the bag analysis for next time, or do you want to go go in it, get it? Bag analysis might go a little long. Okay. We so. can try it. Or for Monday. We've done that before, too. Yeah, let's do it for Monday. Okay, we'll All do right. that. So bag analysis goes for Monday, and then um, whose bag is it? It was Cam. I'm hoping I'm saying it. Muir, M-U-I-R. Okay. Mur, mirror. 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 Sorry. Anyway, what is <laughs> I'm, I'm really not making fun of your last name. It's just like. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's okay. <laughs> He'll be okay with it too. Come okay. on. His Instagram handle was what? You think he's, it was like. Uh, I like, don't know. Cheesy Carolina. Is, yeah, Cheesy Carolina Disc Golfer or something like that? Something like that. Okay. If he's not okay with us mooing at his name, or, <laughs> would that be braying? I think it was more braying than mooing, right? Yeah. So. All right, so Jordan has a random question for us. Here we go. Clutch. (laughs) This is pretty good. Okay, cool. If Vin Diesel wanted a pro disc golfer in his next Fast and the Furious movie for a minor role, who do you think would fit the bill? Oh. So when we talk about minor role, there's always those random racers that are kind of, you know, like Vin Diesel adjacent. Who would it be? Mm. I know exactly who I'm going to pick. I mean, there's no question in my mind. Drew Gibson. Oh, that's such a good one. Absolutely. He fits it. Like, he doesn't have to change his role at all. Like, he might have to get a better car, but outside of that, like... (laughs) That's really good. Just Drew be Drew, man. Yeah. Like, he'll fit super well in there. Oh, by the way, congratulations, Jordan Zacek. You have a new puppy. Yeah. Yeah, he got a he got olive. Yep. It could looks exactly like the dog Benji almost. Yeah, I saw her at the shop the other day. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool dog. I haven't met her yet. She was really nice. Cool. I'm surprised he, <laughs> surprised she didn't escape off the front door, but she seemed kind of um not terrified. <laughs> That's not the right word. <laughs> it was but a shelter dog. Cautious. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, a year old or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She looked a little older, I was surprised, because she's got some gray yeah. a little bit. I was like, how old is this dog? Jordan's like, they're not really sure, but she's about a year and a half. I was like, huh, okay. Hey, I had gray when I was like in my 20s, so. <laughs> yeah. 
and my hairline started disappearing like in my early 30s. So <laughs> now I have a shiny spot on the back of my head. <laughs> I'm getting one too. <laughs> it's so sad. You know, it's not. It, that's one of those things that never bother me. The only time it does, my mom. So my mom lives with us. She'll walk by and just slap the back of my head, oh. like right on the bald spot. Yeah. It's the only time I think about it. And I'm just like, man, I am going to kick you right in the shins. Like, I would never do that to my mom, but yeah, tell her I will. One of the girls the other day mentioned it. I was like, I totally forgot about it. I'm like, yeah. God, now I'm self-conscious about yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. Now the hats come out. Yeah. And I'm like, it's probably because I was wearing hats at this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was just like a super, I, I don't know if it's a superstition or not, but my friend's dad always used to say that. He's like, you know, if you wear hats, your hair's not going to grow out. I, you know, that could be true, but every man in my life, as far as genetically in my life, looks like I do. So, you know, they have receding hairlines, widow peak, mm -hmm. a little bald spot in the back of their head. Except for my dad. My dad had a full head of hair until the day he died. Like, That's crazy. Like, yeah. Hmm. But he was the anomaly out of him. So so there you go. So I think I think Drew Gibson. Okay. Um, I was going to say, if there's, if there's ever a scene where, like, Vin Diesel and somebody have to, like, take their shirt off or something, Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, just, like, growing up and, like, pumping okay. iron or something and, like... I can see that. Yeah, yeah, there's always kind of those like mildly homosexual moments in those movies. <laughs> and that is probably one of those moments. Is that off color? Should I not said that? It's a fine. <laughs> I think we're okay. I, we're not sponsored by anybody, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I just don't want to offend anybody. But no. I guess I can say a lot of stuff. I probably already said a lot of stuff that. But anyway, so yeah, I, I like that. I like Ezra. The only other person that I thought of, honestly, and yeah, I think it's just because of his boisterous personality, is Brody. Brody <laughs> would course. be that guy that would just like be off in the corner, and then he'd get like punched straight to the ground. One of those, <laughs> you know, one of those guys like in a bar, like BSing and like, yeah. and, then, and then he would just go straight just down. talking smack and yeah, exactly right. Yeah, mm. be kind of like uh, <laughs> who was the guy in the second one. The one that Vin Diesel wasn't in. Um, he was always talking crap, and he got punched in the nose and just, like, never talking. You never saw him again after it. Um, oh, I know who you're talking I just watched it. I was laying in the motel room because there was no MTV in my motel room when I was down there. You're lucky. <laughs> I always watch Ridiculousness. <laughs> or Like, always I'm, when I'm there. And yeah. it wasn't there, so I had to watch Fast and Furious. And it would play okay. for it. And Meet the Falkers, too. Okay. So... And I love it when Ben Stiller says, I'm a good Fokker. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. All right. So there you go. That is it. So we talk Ezra Aderhold and Drew Gibson. And Drew Gibson is just self-explanatory. I don't need to say any more about Drew Gibson. I feel like he could almost play the bad guy in that movie, like one of those movies. Like the bad guy street racer. I think he's too small. Like Drew is? He looks yeah. so cute. <laughs> Compared yeah. to all those guys. Yeah. But he's got like just tatted like legs. Like I feel like yeah. he's got that persona. But you'd be like, "Hey guys, what about me?" <laughs> like Mike Tyson almost. Yeah. Like, hey, hey. Only Mike Tyson will knock a dude out. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's like Smokey. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So, U Disc has a new category um, when it talks about. Oh boy, sound <laughs> drop. That was my phone hitting the table. So they have a new um, category when you talk about win percentages up on the top. Oh, so I there's see the scores, that. It says the stats. New. There's the course stats, and then there's new, which is win percentages, which is pretty friggin' awesome. And it gives a probability oh, that yeah. um, of who will win based on their play and their past results. Oh, that's cool. It is really neat. So go check it out. It's pretty darn cool. And for some reason, it's not working. It's um, awesome, too, because you can pick. So you can, if you scroll down, there's a chart. Mm -hmm. And then you scroll down, and it's got players. And if you click on the player, it'll it bring is. up, like, the graph. Mm-hmm. And how low or high their percentage is. So you could you could conceivably pick on like every player. Mm -hmm. Right now, Kristen's got the top win percentage and the best chance to finish top five. Yep. So she's really high. And then after that, you know, it falls down. Yep. But that's that's really cool. So it shows the win percentage probability of Kristen's star is seventy seven percent. So her line on this bar graph or line graph is like <laughs> stands alone at the very top. Yeah. Everybody else's is way the heck down at the bottom. 
<laughs> so the That's closest crazy. person next to her is Paige Pierce for a win probability, and it's 9%. So I'm excited to see how this changes. I'm going to continue right. to watch it, but go in there, check it out, add people, you know, do all that stuff. But man, it is stellar. It is such a good thing. Um, yeah, and you can pick Shoot. every one of them. So you can do, I mean, I you mean, can do the top three, you can do top five, you can do top yeah. 10. You like, can do, well, you can do up to, it says select up to six to compare. So mm-hmm. you can only use, but yeah, it's cool. And then you scroll along, it says top, you know, it has win percentage and then you can go top three, top five, top 10. Yeah, yep. like he said. And that's really cool. Yeah. So I, I think there's some really, really neat, I mean, this is fantastic to look at. So it would have been cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is awesome to see it now, but to see it, before, like where everybody right. started as like, okay, who's the favorite? Like that way, mm-hmm. like if they had that before the, the the event started and then see it change. Right, right. Goes. Like, yeah, before it was tainted. Like, that is a weird word. Tainted. Tainted. It's almost like moist. Well, yeah. And tainted not only stands for like you have sullied something. Yeah. Or it's like, but it's also like an area of your body. Right. Should I go any further? No. Okay. I know you're, <laughs> if you're a guy, you know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, I mean, it's also, I mean, it could be a woman too. Sure. I guess. I mean, if you have a genital in the front <laughs> and a anus in the back, the region between those two is a taint, whether you're a boy, girl, or however oh. you identify. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, sure. No, it's a yes or a no question, JP. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So here are the shop updates. So we had, wow, Ooh, he's, he's done with this episode right no, now. No, he's I, gone. That's my fault. <laughs> so shop updates, Aces Fly Dice. So we have some die discs in. We're going to get them up on the site. I think we're going to have a separate category uh, for it, and they're in. So there's some like eras, inertias, relays, um, and escapes, and maybe evaders. We got 10 of them. Um, they look pretty good. There's a couple that they're just the color combinations weren't fantastic because they're like green and kind of muted. I looked, I kind of saw a couple of them because mm-hmm. I stopped. Yeah, Tuesday I stopped in too. And um, I just came like, oh, these are the die discs. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I just, yeah, yeah I just kind of looked through a couple of them. Yeah. And then, you know, they, I don't think they look bad i think they look good it's mm. just the color combinations the bright ones are fantastic mm. the more dull ones i just it's not my style sure. you know but i know there's people out there that like them and there's cell dyes and there's a couple yeah. others that are like and i think they're all basically glue bed dyes mm. but they look good so we got them in and we're gonna have them up on the site and i think we have them displayed in there i haven't been in there since we um put them on the site so um and then um mvp's restock is in and on the site Ready to go. Uh, Legacy should be in and should be on the site soon. So I'm assuming by this weekend it'll be on the site. Um, Lone Star Custom Stamp, we are working on the stamp right now because Lone Star does not do the stamps in-house. Well, they they can, but it's pretty darn expensive as oh, of right really? now. Yep. So they're working on it. They're going to try to get something together, but it's best if we send them the stamp, they said. So I figure we're going to work on the stamp. Okay. Uh, so we're currently working on the stamp. So right now we're going to do the silhouette of the peninsula and then Harvey in some way, shape, or form, which is our owl. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then DD order officially on its way finally. So all the, like the first run hope. And oh. <laughs> like we didn't have any of those. Glory. And I don't know why. I think yeah. we must have fell through the cracks during Worlds. But I called them up. And I was like, hey, uh, we got two orders because we have six baskets coming too. And I was like, we have two orders that I haven't been charged for yet. And they're like, oh, so, yep, there. And then the MVP one was another one. I was kind of doing some bookkeeping, and I noticed, I was like, you sent me this paid, and it's not paid. <laughs> and somehow they had a personal credit card of mine l- logged in with those. And as, as you know, the shop used to just operate off of me because it was yeah, a club. right? And so they still had my personal credit card from when it was the club's account okay so so i was like okay no problem this time like we'll get it paid back but just so you know this is the and i had them pull the card off and but yeah it was kind of funny i called them i was like i didn't pay for this and they're like oh yeah you did we, we wouldn't have sent it and i was like yeah but it's not on our credit card so you might have put it on someone else's and they're like yeah we put it on this i was like oh that's mine all right it sounds good uh, you're like, well glad they're paid for yeah. but. Exactly. So it wasn't their fault. Yeah. It was just something I didn't 
I didn't double check the credit card number, you know, because they just use the card on file. So yep. I didn't double check it, and it was what it was. And now I gotta pay myself back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, that's that. And then um, outside of that, we have been having a conversation, and I think I have gotten JP to potentially give us a date of when he's gonna drop the OnlyFans for us. They can't see your smile. <laughs> Did we say a date? No, I said, but potentially this is, I think I've talked you into this. This could be happening, yes. Yeah, see? So yeah. he, the OnlyFans is going to come. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, boy. All right. I don't know. Keep us up par. Peace out. <laughs>